And good day. How the heck are ya? How the hell are ya? Pardon the pun. Hey, look, this episode is number 72 uh, of the Average Man podcast. It's called Something to Believe in, brought in there by the offspring. Uh, the reason for that particular title for this episode is because um, I speak to my brother-in-law who's a, 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 a pastor and chaplain for a, a, for a Christian college. Um, really interesting guy. He's got a lot of uh, outside the box kind of ways of thinking and doing things. And I just wanted to have a chat to him about some of the his opinions on some of the the um, the, the the stories and the theories and the teachings of the Bible and how someone who does think outside the box like that and has a really interesting sort of point of view on life and a good, well thought out structure to the to the. Um, I'm still playing the background now. And, and a good um, structure to the way he thinks about things, just how he interprets some of those stories in the Bible. And I think a lot of what I was trying to say during this podcast, I fumbled around um, the main idea of what I wanted to get across, but he seemed to understand where I was going with it anyway. And I think a lot of the, 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 um, the concept that I was trying to get across and trying to ask him about was how do you believe in the Bible's version of events without having blind spots in your logic and reasoning and without compromising your, your critical thinking skills, you know? Um, um, uh, a book written thousands of years ago by multiple different people, put together by people, a lot of the times with political uh, or religious, which can be sometimes the same thing, uh, agendas. Um, obviously, some of those stories dating right back to creation, um, so they're going to be a little bit uh, vague on the details at times. And, you know, what's what's a, a story meant just for teaching, What's a literal, and what's a literal story that's more of a historical event? Um, and yeah, I just wanted to see his take on that whole thing. It's something I think about quite often, and also a few other details around the um, Christianity story. Um, so yeah, I chat to him about that. We talk about a bunch of other stuff as well. It's really cruisy chats, not too heavy, so don't get scared off. If those are things that you're interested in at all, have a listen, and, and you might um, you might find some common ground with us, or you might might learn something, or you might find some questions of your own that you feel like um, asking. And as always, I've gone away from saying this recently, but if you have any questions or things you want me to talk about on the podcast, hit me up on the social media or Messenger or on the Facebook page or Instagram, whatever it is, and, and engage with me, and I'll bring them up during the podcasts, you know, so... Uh, this was was recorded last Wednesday. It's now Monday, the public holiday. Monday the what is it? Monday the first of June. Um, just doing the intro and publishing it now. Um, yeah, I've been out camping all weekend and I ran out of time to publish it before the fact. So yeah, a little bit of a retrospective. Um, uh, upload here and yeah the sometimes the zoom audio can be a little bit how you go and I've done my best with what we got so uh, yeah here we go I'll jump straight into it now and Average Man Podcast episode number 72 something to believe in peace chicka boom we are on uh, this is episode number 72 uh, of the Average Man Podcast yet to be named because I haven't chosen a song yet i'll hit you up for um, a song request uh later and then i'll put my little intro at the beginning and we can roll with that but number 72 so what's going on mate how have you been you look cold you're wearing a beanie well yeah it, it has been cold but i'll tell you what the beanie is actually not because it's cold oh what is it because you got old man gray hair no 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 it's, <laughs> it's actually because i guess you know i got that, some that too i got some too <laughs> um, you know that storm front that came through that was supposed yeah. to be the worst in, in forever. Yeah, I was cleaning the gutters out, and uh, yeah, I smacked my head on a, on a tree branch. So 
so it's, it's all it's all sort of smashed up. Oh no way! Well, you probably yeah. can't you can't see as well, but I've got a little bit of a war wound here. Just this I can mo- see something, man. Yeah, just this morning I got that I got the tan skin. It's hiding it, mate. But honestly, I nearly yeah. I nearly caved myself at work today. Like I dropped, I was I was dropped on the floor. I had to sit there for a few minutes before I could get back up. Um, saw yeah. all, all blue stars all around the outside of my vision as well for like about I don't know ten or twenty seconds. It was a good. I'm pretty sure I got a concussion. So, oh, should make for a good discussion then. Yeah. Sorry, what are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, honestly, I was feeling quite vague for the first part of the day, like till about lunchtime. I was quite vague, so I, I'm pretty sure I got a concussion today, and uh, I'm feeling all right now, though. Yeah, I, I was just worried about just looking like I've been brawling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I've been walking around, walking around work today, and everyone's like, "What happened, man? You oh, headbutt yeah. someone?" I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of in that spot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's there. laughs> oh, well, I, I have to worry about the headbutt because I'm too far away. Hey, yeah, yeah, you can't headbutt through computers. So, mate, what have you what have you been up to? I'll tell you one thing. I've been pretty excited about this week. Um, I don't know if you're aware, probably not, but the Jays, Triple J, um, they've been doing this thing requestable all week. So they've been, through their app, all the listeners have been choosing all the songs between um, 6 a.m. and 9 p.m. every single day. So just shooting in requests. So you're getting some wild music. There's been Beethoven on there. There was some Nickelback today. There's been Madonna. Um, There's been, like, obviously Tool have been, requested they had yep. Tuesday yesterday for the first time it's been pretty cool man and my playlists have been getting pumped because I, I'll hear a song and oh yeah yeah oh, Shazam but haven't heard that for ages and then just filtering it out to my different playlists so it's been a good little music top up for me that's actually that's so good when that happens you know I'm in a music slump at the moment I haven't been doing music for a bit because I'm just in a slump. So I, I actually slid out of uh, – I built some playlists probably last year. I was getting just stuck into some real good folk stuff. Oh, yeah. And um, just just uh, just global folk, you know, American, you know, uh, Celtic, all sorts of stuff. And then I just kind of slid out and, to be honest, I got lazy mm. and I was just using like the, the synth wave, you know, one-hour mixes on YouTube yeah, just in the background. Right. Yep. It's just lazy listening, you know, like I just, just chuck that on. That's it. It's, there's some sound. Yeah, 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 yeah some sound. Yeah, I, I do the jazz when I'm cooking sometimes, which is kind of the same thing, elevator music. But I don't know what you mean, though. I've been in a bit of a, a musical listening slump lately as well. I just haven't had anything that's really new that's really grabbed me by, by the short and curly. So it's just kind of yeah. – it's been a good little top-up for me. I, I have been pro- like concentrating on my, my playlist and, and getting into the old the older stuff, you know. Trying to, because how many CD libraries have we lost over the years? Like, oh, dude, honestly, like I'm sitting in my studio here. Look at this, look at this stuff, man. You still got one? This is the I got one right here, man. Look at this. This is like you know, hundred. Hey, look, there, there's an original there, bro. Look at this. This is a uh, m- make your own one. Remember that? Oh you know, yeah, yeah. The burn. CDR. I never burnt my own CDs, but you know, someone burnt this for me. For yeah. you, I used to. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. I never did that stuff. Yeah, you just found it. Yeah. Mm. 
now that someone smiled it to me with all these songs on it. Yeah, yeah, mint. Yeah, how good is that? The old CD libraries, and then they end up, you know, at one stage or another, they get scattered all over the like the living room floor or something, and all sort of scratched over the top of each other while people are searching through them. And yeah, they're never the same. But I've lost that many music libraries, so then you, to hear some old stuff again just popping up randomly, it's like, oh yeah, that I need that in my life. So I'm chucking all this stuff on my, yeah. my playlist. Exactly. Yes. No, it's cool, man. That's awesome. And, and yeah. what is um, what you, go go? No, it's that lag, mate. You don't realise you're talking at the same time as each other sometimes. Well, I was just going to say, what are you, what are you being up, been up to? Like um, the the weather sort of holding out for you. You've still been doing some diving, eh? I, I have been doing some diving right up to last week. So um, been just yeah, getting my uh, getting my crayfish game tight, which mm. has been real fun. I got to tell you, um, yeah. So. Just because, you know, we live on the lagoon, it's nice and close. Um, yeah. The weather was good up until this front hit. And, um, um, yeah, yeah you know, made a couple of clips, did a few movies. Um, but, yeah, just been really loving um, just learning how to navigate my local, get in there. Um, look, I don't even really eat crayfish, but I just feel like it's so great. I've just been going down there, coming home with all these crays. And, Providing um, food. Yeah. And, and it was so rad, you know, because when you use the loop, uh, which, you know, you're familiar with it. Just like the snare. The snare, yeah. Yeah. But when you're on the, on the, in our lagoon, because, you know, it's, it's a shelf that's facing the open ocean, so the yeah. water just pounds into it. Yeah. You dive off into it and then you go down, stick around on the floor, get one. It's a bit risky coming up because of the wave break and that. Push you into so that shelf. Yeah, you just only get slammed in the shell. So you come up, but you don't want to lose the cray. So you sort of put this thing up almost like on a pike. Yeah. And you sort of fly out and it sort of it comes out of the water almost like Aquaman. You, know? you come up <laughs> with the cray and then you sort of land on the reef and you stand up and it's a good feeling, eh? Yeah. And everyone on the shore, you, you look back on the shore to see if everyone's looking at you like, Yeah, they guy. saw it. They saw it. He comes up so out of the water Aquaman. with the dreads. You need someone to slow-mo yeah, yeah. that. Slow-mo yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Burst yeah. out of the water, <laughs> land on the reef. <laughs> Shake them yeah, out. Shake it off. A Crayfish. A bit of seaweed on top of you. How mint is yeah. that? How far do you do, do? You have to trek outside of that actual lagoon area for along the shelf, or do you pretty much like in in that whatever it is, three hundred meter, two hundred meter. Yeah, so just that sort of three four hundred meters. Yeah, along the front shelf. Yeah, and um, yeah. Look, it's 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 hectic. Um, but what's happened is. I made the mistake of making YouTube videos yeah. and videoing a few of the spots that were full of craze. Yeah. And, of course, a handful of people got, got and shared the videos. And then over the last two months, all these tank divers have been down there just cleaning oh, it out. Oh, no. So that, all the spots got cleaned. That tank diving tank, tank diving for to, to hunt fish or craze is – Generally, pretty frowned upon in the in the free diving community. It's yeah, like, yeah. So it's it hurt not, me. So it's, it's not kosher, is it? They'll I've go- ended up. I've ended up in these caves that are like tight caves. They can't get into. They can't get into them. So I've got like these four caves that I know where they are. And I sort of, it's just like cave one. Yeah. Dive. Who's out? Cave two. Okay, so 
So all up, it's like a every dive is about 30 minutes. Just hit the shelf, one, two, three, four, go home. So How cool is that? And what sort of, cool, how deep is it at the bottom of that shelf from the, from the... It's not super deep. It's only about four, maybe five metres. Oh, perfect. So, I love diving in, in water that deep. Anything under about 10 metres is pretty, pretty meant to dive in. It's nice because you've got time once you get down there, you know? Yeah. You're diving in eight metres, you're like, you get down there and you're like, well, I better go. <laughs> yeah, well, some of the mad mad bastards up here will dive twenty meters and spend a minute down the bottom. They're the seasoned seasoned vets. Yeah, I don't have it. Nah, neither. No, I don't. I don't have it. They reckon when you feel like you you, you need to breathe, you're about halfway through your breath hold, your capacity, what you can do. Yeah. But you got to learn those. It's like there's techniques, and you've got to do the like. I think you have to do those breath techniques and the course where they teach you that because you need to feel what it's like to get on the edge of a blackout, or sometimes they even go into a shallow water blackout in a pool or whatever with guys around you, so you can know what that experience is. Because you don't want to figure it out in the, no, in, no, the in the blue water with the with the tides and everything else going on around you and, yeah. and the swell and yeah yeah. So, yeah, oh, but that's what I've been doing. That's been good fun, man. Mm. Uh, and like you know, everyone was going Rona mad and uh, Corona crazy, and um, yeah. it's like, oh well. Beach is two hundred meters away. It's like your place. Beach is like you yeah. know, you can see it. Yeah. I'm like, well, the world can go mad for a, a month. I'll just chill here, whatever. Yeah, and I was going to ask you that. What's what's that been like? For you guys down there, how's that affected you? Obviously, um, work would have would have been on hold for a period of time there, and but and you guys homeschool already, so that that was already covered. Um, what else changed for you? Church, I guess, was was canned. Yeah, well, church church has been canned. It's all gone online, uh, which is fairly weird um, space to do things because really, um, human connection is is the power of what we do. Uh, community, so yeah. Community, you know, and community is a buzzword uh, and, you know, just in general, um, but you don't realise that it that it actually does involve human contact yep. until it's taken away from you. And you're like, actually, that's pretty essential. Yeah, and just as well, community on its own, you don't, I mean, a lot of people do realise how important it is, but a lot of people don't realise how important it is until you you look at those, um, like people get their community in different places, but you can see people in um, underprivileged countries and third world countries and you can see people who are happier than the average Australian walking around because of the, the way their society, their culture is set up. They've got that community constantly in their in their daily lives and stuff, you know, and people find community in gyms, in sports, sporting, you know, um, endeavours, through churches, through like whatever whatever it is, like it's so important to have a group of people um, around that you connect to, and like we are uh, like biologically driven to be in connection with other humans. So it's been a weird time, which is one of the things that they started talking about it near the end of this whole isolation, self isolation, quarantine sort of saga that we've been through. But there wasn't a whole lot of talk about the mental health aspect of it at the beginning of the the whole thing was there when everyone was just freaking out. Like there's a whole lot of people who don't not going to do too well um, being stressed about their jobs, being home from work and having no community, having no human contact. Like I'm not one of those people, but there's people who definitely 
would be suffering for, from that that lack yeah. of that physical contact. Pretty pretty mad time, really. Eh? Oh, look, um, and I've, I've, there's a bloke at work at, at the college where I work, and he's he's his thing is in the last eight or oh, ten years, really. He's he was without community, and uh, he got into BJJ, you know, and. They went down hard, man. He's not. I don't know when they're going to be able to go back to do that sort of stuff. That's super close contact. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, you, you never really know a man until you've been in his groin. Y- yeah, so, yeah. They're as so close to another human as you can get. Yeah, being still yeah, being on the he, outside. He's hurting. This guy is hurting. I'm just looking at him, and I'm just like, mate. He he actually looks like a shade. You know, he just looks yeah. like dark. Like oh, I'm just, you know, walking around. Dude, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, see, a lot of the gyms and, and, as you say, churches and, and other communities can still, even though it's weird and not the same thing, still could ha- have that online connection, um, you know, via yeah. the, the, these kinds of what we're using right now, Zoom and things like that. You can't really <laughs> you can't really set up the laptop <laughs> and get a dummy in and each year. Yeah. I'm gonna, now I'm going to sweep you. No, no you got to roll when I sweep you and your mate's going to like dummy. Figure four, figure four. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I don't think it's going to work. So uh, yeah, they're just, yeah. that just is cancelled for, for a while, isn't it? Yeah, no, I feel, I feel bad for him and, and things that are like that. I mean, like for us, like I said, homeschool, that was, that was pretty chill. That was easy. We just rolled on. Yep. Um, paradoxically, you know, ironically that our kids are probably ahead in yeah. their school year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because they didn't stop. Everyone else, you know, had their sort of stop, start, stop. Um, work, yeah, it's been real weird because, um, you know, the school stopped. And they just sort of didn't, didn't, didn't need me there. And it's only really starting to start up now, the counselling. Yep. So now I'm starting to, you know, kids are back in the bit and starting to come out and some of the stuff that's gone wrong mm. uh, over this time starting to come to the surface. I'm meeting with kids whose folks have been unemployed, uh, you know, anger and tension in the home. Yeah. Because, you know, mum, and one of the questions I'm asking, you know, what's mum and dad doing? Oh, dad's about to get laid off or, you know, with you know, mum's, mum's work hours are cut down. And it just goes down into the kids, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and the day-to-day problems don't don't stop, do they? Like just because there's something yeah. else going on, it's taken all of our attention. Like, yeah, everything ticks along. Yeah, I, feel, I really feel bad for those people, especially with kids, everyone, but the kids, people with kids who, who didn't have any job security, didn't know where the next paycheck was coming from. Like we up here, it, we ramped up into the next gear at work because, you know, like we contract for BHP and, and all of a sudden they wanted most of their workers – staying in town they got hundreds of houses sitting sitting around and they, they needed to get ready for tenancy so it's like boom let's yeah. kick it into gear let's get them all happening so we were working flat out emma's in health uh, you know mm-hmm. community health so she was flat out rolled on um yeah. our kids were still in daycare and and school you know and, and then it was kind of and then they do this daycare package so it's kind of like apart from the fact that it we is funny that there is there is a bunch of people out there in the community that it's a terrible thing to say, but it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad for us. We had to cancel a holiday yeah, and yeah. couldn't go anywhere, but... Oh, that sucked. That was hard. Yeah, yeah but... it was, but financially, it's it's going to benefit us. You know, it does. You do get worn down. You know, you, 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 you yeah. can't escape the day-to-day, um, you know, uh, 
the 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 beating of the drum <laughs> where sometimes it's like oh man there's no there's no break in the foreseeable future a proper break right. like we're going camping this weekend that's going to be great just to get out of town haven't been out of town since christmas and you do got to you do have to get out of headland every now and then but it's not a break yeah. break when you're packing cars and driving four hours and and you're loading camper trailers and yeah. dealing with the kids the whole weekend like a break breaks when you can kind of like you know sit that yeah, down for a little out. bit yeah. yeah yeah so but still it's it's a break and um yes it was kind of life uh, um life as usual for us and I, I wonder what it was like down in perth in public area well, shops and all that and if it was a bit weird well, they, that, they did go real quiet things got odd i mean um traffic i mean like you gotta appreciate uh traffic went to nothing man and yeah. um funnily enough the cops went on the road man all of their cops. resources were put yeah, the cops. Yeah. All of them, their resources were put into um, these containment lines between the zones. Yeah. And so yeah, right. you'd actually get you get people, the only people that are on the roads were sort of knuckleheads just speeding around, just taking advantage. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just I, I literally watched some bird go past my house in like a, a Ford you know, with a bottle of wine in her hand, like drinking it as she's driving past on the road. And she's like, no one's going to pull her over, man. There's no one around. It's know? a bit like, um, what's, what's that movie? I've never watched them, but I know the premise. Is it The Purge? Is it The Purge? Where there's like I one, I think the premise is, I think there's a handful of them, but um, one day a year, um, there's no rules for like, 24 hours I think or 12 hours maybe so so maybe 12 hours so at night time they ring a big bell and like for the next 12 hours there's no no law so people are going out and like getting (laughs) like getting revenge on other people and they're like murdering and doing all this breaking in and looting and stuff and people are bunkered down in their houses and it's like it's just all chaos for like 12 hours except we had like a a month of it no law (laughs) yeah yeah look it was it was like that on the roads down here. It was crazy. It's <laughs> like, like there's no one on the roads and it was easy to get to places too. Like, yeah, except that every time you jumped in the car, you were thinking to yourself, there's that, okay, is this essential travel? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going to get some oil to do an oil change in my car. Does my, okay. Am I going to get in trouble for that? Is it going to, is it going to cost right. me five grand? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That sort of thinking. So, Look, WA, we didn't cop it. I had friends over in Victoria, mate. They were getting smashed on that yeah. stuff, you know, like yeah. people with boats. Well, you got your boat trailer on, mate. You know, you're like, come on, man. Go on fishing, provide food. Go on fishing. No, you're not. Fishing's yeah. shut. In, and you go, really? Okay. So, so they we shut. didn't get hard. Nah, nah, we didn't. And seems to be that we've come out of it pretty good. I wonder if we go for, like, if we go for round two, so – they're obviously not 100% sure there won't be another big outbreak or whatever or flare-up or even if this sort of thing happens again with another strain of the virus or whatever, like do we go the entire world's economy shut down ever again or do we just sort of have to, like is that ever, you know, or are they yeah. going to just handle it differently? It was pretty, obviously it didn't end up being as bad as, as was first thought once we got more testing and realized there was way more people infected than originally thought and they were asymptomatic and then even a smaller bunch of the people who got sick w- became really ill so you know, that percentage of fatalities and, and critically ill people was way lower than originally thought 
But do we like? Can we do it again? Like the world's the economy's crippled and governments have just dished out all this money. And I think this is a I think this is a, a once in a hundred year event. Hey, you reckon? Because we've had these outbreaks recently. This they they just weren't as contagious. They didn't spread as far. Nah, and and it was a bit of a perfect storm as well. Yeah, is that you know that media and emotion was quite kind of primed for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know about the full stats. I know that you know the world has had things like this before mm. um, throughout the centuries. I mean, we we read about it in the history books, but um, yeah, the, the scale of shutting down the world for something. I mean, I think the last one was the Spanish influenza. Was the last time they shut the world down for stuff. Yeah, and that was like a hundred. That was a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I just don't think we could afford to. Yeah, that's what I think too. It was a good time to go through a pandemic, though. Imagine being on um, uh, quarantine, shut down a hundred years ago. What the hell would you do, mate? <laughs> yeah, what would you do exactly? Yeah. You know, um, mind you, some of the disappointments would have been a little less. You wouldn't have lost your airfares. So. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there'd be a bit. There'd be a lot. Not allowing us to fly to fly to Italy. I was never getting to Italy anyway. <laughs> there would have been a lot more wheeling your wheeling your dead out into the street back then. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Exactly. Is it? Is it? Uh, yeah, wheel your dead out day. Is bin day was Thursday. What day is wheel your dead out day? I think it's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> Don't want to let too long. Oh, I forgot Wilma, dead out day. You're going to have to put Grandpa in the freezer. He's going to go, yeah. oh. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, yeah, so I guess it's been a, been a weird time and you can't not you can't not talk about it, even though we're all kind of over talking about it, I think, at this stage. Oh, I hear the updates now on the news. I'm just like, eh, zone out. Yeah. Okay, we'll finish talking about it, yeah. zone back in. But um, yeah. yeah, it was definitely once in a once in a, in a lifetime, hopefully, um, yeah. situation. Pretty crazy, crazy times. But mm. again, not so bad up here for us. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, I had, we we had a chat around Christmas time last time and talked about. I think Bush it was <laughs> another disaster. <laughs> Another natural disaster. We make a habit out of it, man. Next time it's a natural disaster, we'll catch up. Pandemics, epidemics, natural disasters. Yeah, we'll do one. Yeah. Hanging out for a cyclone, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll chat about it then. Um, so but there was a bunch of things I wanted to ask you about at the time and and, and um yeah, we've already spoke for probably twenty minutes, but um, you know, I, I ran out of time and, and it's just these are just some little your your uh, um chaplain and um um minister um and there's a bunch of things that bounce around inside of my head sometimes and i thought it'd be a good chance to catch up and ask um your opinion on some of those things so what, what do you reckon well yeah let's do it man well i guess where where i'd where i'd I start one of the main things that that i go around and around in circles on is well first of all i i i believe in god um uh, the the I, t- I generally follow the whole Christianity story. That's how I was brought up. Um, I definitely say that uh, I'm not a big fan of religion. You know, as a um, as a what, what? the organised construct. Of- yeah, yeah, and a lot of times married with politics and and all that 
kind of kind of shit, but I, but the whole concept, one hundred percent, something that I'm very very interested in, and I'm, I'm, you know I think about mm. it different times, you know, um, quite often. Um, late, lately, I've been a lot more open to different interpretations of uh, God and the setup that an om an, an omnipotent. Oh, yeah. omnipotent being would sort of have or, or, or you know, th- that we would be under. So I guess one of the things that you're, you're an educated man and a logical, logical thing. I'm looking at my notes down here, by the way, if you're wondering where I'm looking. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. I'm not, I, I, it's the worst thing about Zoom. Do I look at the camera or do I look at you? Yeah, well, I'm looking, looking at you. At you. I'm looking I'm at you. I'm cockeyed to the camera if I'm looking at you. Where are you looking look now? At the camera, now I'm looking at the camera. Oh right. So that's too intense. It's too intense for So when I'm looking at gonna... when I'm looking at you, I'm looking not at you. So that's you looking at me. No, you're looking at the camera. Yeah. Uh, you're not looking at the camera. So I need to look, if I look yeah. at the camera now I'm looking at you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's weird. I've been yeah. I've been looking so at you. Because I've been doing this for for the, for, a month, for nine weeks in a row now, I know that for your audience that might watch later on. I'm gonna look at the camera. Yeah. Otherwise, they just seem like, like you know, one of those guys that can't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> can't make eye contact. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna practice that and look at the camera. All right. It is weird, eh? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, I'll try and look. So now. But every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah, now and yeah, again, yeah, you look yeah, at the yeah, camera. Yeah. To engage in it. Yeah. Okay. So now it looks like I'm looking at you and the and the audience. Yes. All right, okay. Yeah. I'm looking at a dot, but all right. <laughs> You're looking at the dot, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, dot. I've got some questions for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, look, you're, you're, you're a, um, an educated man, a logical thinker. I think you're a pretty deep thinker as well. Um, and, and I think that you tend to think outside the box as well, you know, the way you make things and create solutions that, you know, other people wouldn't have thought of and all that kind of stuff, you know, a big buy into, into the, um, uh, advertising and, and, and whatever's just sold here, prepackaged kind of guy. So, and religion, the, as a construct has a definite, is, is a definite box it's in itself, I guess. And, and within that, what, what do I, what I'm want to know, the first thing I want to ask you is how do you interpret or process or digest certain stories or sections of the Bible where do you take them and literally or as guidelines or where do you separate your general ideas in life and, and the way you think about things and the way things are presented to you packaged in a book essentially put together by people where, where do you how do you view it yeah I, I think i understand the question um there's, there's a couple of questions there one one's about uh i suppose what you'd call religious fundamentalism mm. uh, fundamentalism is just going do you know what it says this you do it yeah um the problem with that is you know you, you end up like you know in bed with the nra because you love the old testament yeah um, yeah you just because you know God says you can defend yourself, you know. So I got my gun, and he said, "You've said a lot of other things too, man." Mm. Um, and so I, I, I find that um, that a purely literal reading of the Bible, no one does that. And the people that say that they do, 
you know, just talk to them for a few minutes and throw a few things at them and they either get really confused or really angry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it, it's an ancient text that's hundreds and hundreds of, of you know, like people have inputted into it in a different way. Yeah. It's not actually a textbook. It's not Wikipedia. Yeah. It's, it's poetry. It's art. It's some history being recorded it's it's yep. letters private letters to individuals and pe- groups of people so i find the most important thing is context and um one of the hard things from the outside looking in, looking at the box is that you have these clumps of people that what actually happens is we tend to see them actually with our political mindset of left and right yeah you've got these some sorts of sorts of christians that are liberal that is, for them, it's all just loose stories that you get good ideas and morals out of. Yeah. And then we see that there's another box, another bunch of Christians, that for them it's just all laws and it's all dogmatic and it's all just the truth and you've got to accept the whole thing or you can't yep. be in a part of the club. Yeah. And, and that affects, so when we look into the box, that's what it affects. Um, the, the reality is that no human being, even if you go, you know, no human beings are really that polarised. Mm. That, that polarising thing, we do that for convenience so that life makes sense to us. Um, so for me, I would, there's, there's parts of the Bible I would definitely take liter- literally okay? yep. because they, if they're not taken literally, they don't make any sense. Yeah, right. Um, they, don't, they don't have any value. And I, I do talk even about parts that are supernatural. Yeah. So look, if this part isn't supernatural, then splitting what am I doing? The, you know, all right. Spreading the red, parting the Red Sea. The, the, the. So exactly. So you got a story like that. It has value. Yeah. Right. In yep. that, you know, people can make value statements about it. And I mean, like, I think, I think a guy like um, Jordan Peterson makes good value statements. Does uh, yeah about passages like that. And he might, he might pick that up and talk about you know there's. There's there's a you know a cultural thing that's stopping these people from moving forward, and they needed to break apart the culture and you know yeah. move through it, and it's a symbolic thing, you know, of moving through the the dividing of, of difficulties. You know, you yeah. can talk about it in that way. Yeah. It's actually valuable. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if something miraculous didn't happen, that's just some made up story. Yeah. It's literally just some made up story. Yeah. Right. Or a myth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there are parts of the Bible that I would say actually lend themselves to that interpretation. Yeah, that particular story—it's—it's—it's it's, it's in what you call a um a narrative framework. Right, it's the not, guy a, says, not a standalone. It's not a standalone because it's staying. It, it starts off by saying, "Here's the name of a dude that lived at this time in history. Go look him up. Here's yep. a location. Yep. Here's some geography." Here's some cross-references, and then here's a miracle that took place in the middle of all of these facts, and then there's this and this. We go back to the very start of the Bible and you've got, you know, miracle and miracle and sign. There's a, there's a tree, but a tree has this yeah, special yeah. fruit. And then you've got this. You know, that's obviously written in a mythological language. Well, yeah. There couldn't have been any person who was just um, equipped with the the capabilities to stand there and write it all down like some journalist straight out of the, the mould. No, and I mean th- that's the difference where, where where there has to be this framework of nuances. This this isn't yeah. a religion that says that God recited this you know word for word exactly as it went down. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, so there is there are aspects of it that are, that do contain that sort of so framework. I, I guess what you were talking about then with the creations um, story that is something that that um, say a lot of people who worship science and there's definitely people like that, they love to ridicule certain parts of the Bible. And one of the things that they would talk about is a creation story. And and the way I would interpret that story is that it never, it, it, it the two don't, they don't have to, they can be, they can exist um, mutually science and evolution and the creation story because yeah, God created man. They weren't going to break down the science of, of evolution over millions of years to uneducated people. But I'll tell you what, it wasn't a bad guess. Yeah. You know, like if, if you got Mo- Moses, whenever the heck he, he was, you know, and he's writing down this campfire story that had been told for thousands of years. Yeah. Start with start with the universe, yeah. then a water-covered planet, then low-level animals, high-level animals and humans. That's not a bad guess. Yeah, true. Yeah. You lay that next to the evolution, the you know theory, and fill in the details. It's not that, yeah. it's not that bad, you know, yeah. for for a, for a camel herder, you know, five thousand years ago to go. Hey, basically, it rolled out like this. Yeah, yes, yeah, true. And before, I don't want to go too far down yeah. this track, but I do want to just throw in there quickly another little, yeah. okay. a little um, uh, sort of quip I always um, have when when people talk about creation, the Big Bang theory. We can prove it. We can mm-hmm. prove it. So that proves that there was that there's no that there's no God or there was um, you know uh, the creation story is, is you know bollocks. You think okay, so they can prove the Big Bang theory, right? Let's just say that that's 100 percent true. They can. What? Yep. Where well, did it those? It's good okay. Yep. So yeah. where did those particles, atoms, molecules, whatever it is, where did they come from? Where were they existing? Yeah, they, they say that the, the material, I'm trying to remember the quote, it's not my quote, someone else, which is basically science says give us one free miracle and we'll explain the rest. Yeah, 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 there you go. So anyway, yeah. like I said, I don't, I don't want to get dragged down in the, we, in the weeds of that so much. But, yeah, okay, so yeah. some some parts you, you, you allow for, obviously, um the mythology of it to, 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 to explain, you know, yep. to get us through parts. And then there's other parts definitely as you get closer to, to the, um, the new Testament and, and the, and the larger characters in the, in the Bible and things like that, you want to start taking those things a lot more, more literal as the story written down as, as a, a historical sort of event. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, that, 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 in, a, in a nutshell. Yeah. 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 I mean, because if you throw, if if it all becomes mythological, then you can just pick and choose your meaning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so when someone says something that's a direct command commandment, uh, I'm talking about Jewish commandments in the Old Testament because I'm a New Testament, you know, I'm a Christian. Yeah. You know, if if Jesus comes out and says something pretty pretty straightforward, like you know. Um, you know, if you want to follow me, you know, you got to surrender your life. Well, what, what was he? Was it just a metaphor? Did yeah, he yeah, 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 yeah. No, he what he said, man. He said, you know, <laughs> just abandon your way of thinking and think in a different way. He didn't, wasn't, you know, splitting hairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. And and I guess as well in that question, what and you kind of, I think you kind of touched on it already. Was that um, it is a book put 
that's been put together by people. So people have chosen what parts to put in and there's obviously books that have been left out that, that, that we know about and that have been discovered and things like that. So there's always room for, for I guess, yeah, not the fact that it's been translated several, you know, a couple of times already, and then there's then the people have chosen specifically what parts that they want to put in, and and what parts they didn't see as as valuable enough to to put in. So, I guess where I'm going with that is, uh, um, when certain religions nail down as their, and not even just religions, but different denominations of a religion subsets, you know, nailed down as um, this is the, this is the way the story goes. This is the way it needs to be interpreted. This is the way, you know, we, um, we act out on those uh, rules, stories, you know, um, and all, and all that kind of those teachings. Uh, One thing that's I've always keep thinking about is, well, how do we know the small details of such a complicated story. So you take one man's life and try and break it down into his emotions and the way he feels in certain times, why he does what he does and, and what he's going to do next and, and then the small complexities of one man's life and then extrapolate that infinity amounts of times and then again we're talking about an, um, an, 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 um, an omnipotent, uh, figure, how how can we nail it down into one set of rules? The the Christians are right, or or the Catholics are right, or the Baptists are right, and all these other religions are all you know wrong. How um, the way I, I guess the way I see exclu- it, how can we become exclusive about something which obviously transcends any individual or any culture's capacity to grab on to all of it? Yeah. Yeah, you said it. Wayne. I was floundering around <laughs> the, the, what I was trying you, to get out. Then, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking sense. about. Yeah, you know yeah, what I was yeah. talking about. You, you were making a lot of sense. And look, the bottom line is we can't. All right. So you know, like that's why you know in the '60s there were these writers that came out, and I was sort of getting up, getting onto this. And we had very famous Christian writers, C.S. Lewis, who you know, mm. lots of people know that name. Yeah. Uh, there, there was you know a guy called Malcolm Muggridge. He was a journalist. It's another guy, uh, J.B. Phillips, and um, they wrote all these sorts of books and that the, the, the general thrust of, of their idea was, look, just Christianity. They were trying to get rid of the whole idea of denomination. They said, just, just Christianity. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just a Christian. You know? yeah. And yeah. what they were trying to get to is, look, some of the ideas that we've got are good. Yeah. Some of them are just tradition. Yeah. Some of them are real bent. We're just, we like them. You know, and and they suit our culture and they suit yeah. our personality. Yeah. Um. And so I, I've tried as much as I can in my own life at, within the Christian confines to do that. But I mean, there are other factors. Um. When we look at other religions and other beliefs, one of the premises of Christian theology or Christian th- thought, um, is that. Long before Christianity turned up, God was already there doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the teachings of Christianity. Yeah. And so a lot of Christians don't take that very seriously, that actually yeah. it says in the Bible, it's actually in the book of Romans, you know, God was already doing stuff all over the world yeah. long before Christianity got there. So, yeah, there's already stuff 
in every culture, in every place, that's true. Which yep. means any um, Aboriginal or any, um, uh, you know, sort of col- cultural religions from different places around the world, they're going to have truth in them. Yeah. There's going to be things that are true in them. Um, now, the flip side of the coin is um, that something has to be right. Not everything can be right because, unfortunately, there's such a thing as a mutually exclusive truth, mm. um, and that's just a part of life. So that's where everyone, that's where people fall down too far on the other side. To, yeah. to go one way and to say, Do you know what, every, there is truth and there is the capacity for us to find truth and be loving and gracious and understand the truth wherever it is. Yeah. That's the first part. But you go too far that way and people say everything's true. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. I, I, can, I can find you here. I, I, I go at the back of Utah right now and I'll find you a bunch of people who are wrong. Yeah. You know, they, they got some ideas about God that are bent, man. Yeah. Right? I can go find you some guys, some guys over in, in, uh, in Arabia right now and their ideas about God are bent. Yeah. Um, so some things have to be wrong. Yeah. Even if everything can have some right in it. Yeah, we probably don't have um, aliens, aliens that are millions of years old um, in, in whatever the hell the Scientology <laughs> sort of take yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the, the pyramids weren't constructed by aliens, you know, with, you know, sky cranes, you know. Yeah. Someone's got to be wrong. Yeah. But um, so then in, down that middle line, I guess that's another thing that I always think about, like, um, if one one religion or one subset of, of of that religion was was correct and other things were were, were incorrect, solid, then it, it would seem to be that just being um, having the right idea and going in the right direction would would heavily rely on where you came from, what your culture was, the the role models you had, the things you were taught growing up. So if you come from some little um, village or some you know out of the way culture that ha- that didn't have the same kind of teachings that other people had that educated people and even maybe they say well missionaries go to some of those areas but you don't necessarily tr- trust some random white dude who rocks up on your shore and then when he leaves everyone's got the flu half of them die like it's, <laughs> you know like thank you um, Jesuit priests yeah hey, yeah yeah so so uh, uh, there's there's got to be other ways that people can find um god and and what that means to them in their culture and and i guess i've always kind of felt like if you you take the information you've got and and you're trying to do the right thing um and you're heading in the right direction with the information that you've got i mean that's gotta that's gotta mean something surely well it does the bottom line um and that's what i was referring to i mean yeah a lot of people you know you know without waxing biblical um that's what it says in the bible yeah. Um, it just says that, but then it just adds this thing. But the key to understanding all of that stuff, and then it says, is this. Yeah, and It right. says a human won this one dude who actually was God. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's which creates the difficulty then. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, that's, that's where the pinch point is. And, and so people go, people are more than happy to accept that premise. Yeah. That, yeah. Just doing your best with what you know yeah. is good and, yeah. and says that clear as day in, in the book of Romans and it says, you know, long and the short of it, people that don't know, yeah. it says their conscience 
is good enough. Yeah. As long as they're following it. Because I guess then they're, what they're doing is they've got their version of God that they can understand with their, with their background and the knowledge that they've got. And what we've got mm. is probably a, uh, however many levels more sophisticated idea of God and what we, what we call God and, and how we, um, you know, interpret it, interpret that being, mm. but it's still probably not enough, is it? Where our brains are only a certain capacity. So mm. if you, so to then say, Oh, we know what God is. Well, we can't even explain it really. It's obviously not a him or a her. It's obviously not a physical no. being. So yeah. we get to a certain well, point where we go, we've explained it as much as we can. That's our, yeah that's the next level of, of understanding of, of, of what God is. So I guess that's just an, ex- what we've got is an extrapolation of, of their understanding. And, and it must be the yeah, same well, for children. At some point, uh, at some point, uh, every human being believes they're right. The real mugs believe that they're so right that everyone else is wrong. Yeah. Okay? But at some point to have any sense of psychological security Religious or otherwise, you have to believe you're right. Yeah. And that's no different for me. I think I'm right. Yeah. I think that I'm a Christian because I think it's right. Yeah. Um, and it's a, everyone's going to, you know, the Muslim's going to think he's a Muslim because he's right. Yeah. Okay. So, so I can't, I, I'm not going to take that away from them, um, yep. but I'm not going to be dishonest about it about myself either. I, I honestly think that this is, you know, the truth. Yeah. And I have good reasons for that. But the, the problem is that whole dialogue is a long dialogue that's been going on for thousands of years. And the next man is just as convicted as you are. He's just convinced. He's just as convinced as I, as I am. And, um, and that's why one of the biggest problems that we have as Westerners in our current situation is we don't know how to think about truth very well. Hmm. We have we, the sort of stuff that we teach us in school. We don't get caught, taught critical thinking no. at school. No. We don't. And that's no. bit, we've seen that in this pandemic. You know, yeah. like, I didn't go out and buy a junk load, a truckload of dunny paper because I realised that it's, it's just a dumb thing to do and it's going to come back. And even if it doesn't, I'll just use a woman sponge, wipe my hole with it then. Yeah. But, yeah. But, that's because I've done enough critical thinking to go, wait a minute, there's a supply chain, supply chain, we'll do the math. Yeah. Okay. But generally we're not taught critical thinking and this is a problem. So so such so when people enter into dialogues about religion and about philosophy, they don't even know where to start. Hmm. Right. They don't have the they don't have a reference point. Yeah. Most of the reference points are just vibes and feelings and what they want to be the outcome. Yeah. Or, or uh, sharp little one-liners you've heard other people say in media and things like that, and that's a, Look, that's a, a meme that's a is zinger. not a logical argument. Z- zingers, yeah, memes, zingers, yeah. And just like you go, yeah, you can you can destroy an entire worldview with a meme for yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not for the rest of planet Earth. I mean, yeah. you know. Your killer meme only killed your thoughts about it. It didn't, you know, didn't stop, you know, X amount of people on planet Earth believing that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So, right. Okay, that's that's good. We're getting into some. Uh, I'm getting through some. Um, even though I feel like I've have <laughs> explained some of my questions pretty well, you seem to have got the vibe I was I was I was going with. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's coming across cool, man. Yeah, no, no. it's good.
It was good. And and then I going off off the track at track a little bit of of um um direct answers to do with this sort of stuff. I spin out sometimes when I think about the concept of God, like, yeah, I just, I spin out about it. Like how far down the rabbit hole do you go? Do you, do you go down that rabbit hole thinking about how a being would get to a place of being God? Is there one universe and one God? Like is, and I know it's not, uh, I know that's not the kind of thing that you're in the, in the business of, of studying and no, talking no, no. about and preaching. But, you know, like I'm just on a, on just a, um, they're the valuable, brain, they're valuable the brain. thoughts because any exercise of the mind on something which is outside of our experience and reality is, you know, it's, it's either a path to insanity or complete sanity. Mm. Right. And, um, and I, I think that, you know, grasping with these types of ideas, what is God like? You know what was there before God? Does God know that there was nothing before Him? Or, or but as God well, aware? yes. So one of the, one of the main things I think about, and, and it's it's funny because growing up in a in a religious family, Christian family, um, and just religion, and and maybe things are are changing uh, these days as well, and hopefully are. But there seems to be a built-in guilt system there to stop certain trains of thought and it's not like something that yeah. certain people are doing but I think it's just it's there like a, you can't ask those questions you can't think about these things you can't go down that pathway and there's this built-in guilt and it's taken me a lifetime of thinking about things from different <laughs> angles to go well I can think about these th- these things I can go down these it's not blasphemous to to think of things and and try and figure out if there's people have good answers towards them but I do think about the crazy crazy things like if someone to get something to get to the the point of being God, our God, is that an evolution that that being has then gone through to get there? Do you, do you know what I mean? Because you start thinking yep. about where people are now. Obviously, people want to be God. That's what they're doing. That's what we're talking about artificial intelligence yeah, and creating simulations. Full and power and full control over reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just wonder if that's a, a pathway that 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 that. Being, beings that last the test of time eventually go down, you know, like and and how and where that all because you just think what well, it's such a crazy thought, you know, and we're such a tiny little speck in the whole massive scheme of these apparently infinite universes that every time you go into a black hole, there's another universe on the side of it, and so on and so forth. Mm. It just it blows my mind just trying to think of it all. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, it's not you know. I've had plenty of plenty of thoughts like that in my life and chased them up and reflected on them. And I, I don't think that there is, look, you know, if, if I was the wax wax Christian, you know, seek and you'll find, you know, mm. ask and, and it will be given to you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking. There's nothing wrong with seeking. I mean, there's a reason that the um, the empirical sort of rational scientific world grew out of middle Europe and nowhere else on earth because it was backed with this idea that it's healthy to think. Yeah. Healthy to search. It's healthy to look for answers. There was a religious resistance to it, but actually the religious ground was the same place where it grew out of. Yeah. Curiosity. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a quite a paradox that now we've got Chris, Christians and religious people in general, you know, being pitted against exploration and thought when really they, that, that 
motivation arose out of those initial ideas yeah. of curiosity is good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Curiosity de- def- definitely is good. And I think that um, this day and age, people definitely want more answers um, for their for their dollar, you know, which is why I like to have like, these kind of these kind of conversations because, um, yeah, like I said, pe- people definitely ask more, more questions now. And, and I think that having been able to have open conversations and look at things from different point of views and, and um, explain things to people who – um, maybe wouldn't even bother having the conversation just because they've got a pre, um, you know, a, a pre-packaged idea of, of what, say, religion or Christianity and all those kind of things is. I just think it's cool mm-hmm. to be able to, to be able to have those conversations and, and 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 show people that you know there's there's thought that goes behind these. Um, someone like yourself who, who, who has this as a life and, 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 and believes in it wholeheartedly and it, your entire life sort of revolves around, um, re, you know, Christianity and your belief in it and it's not some whack job or some, some half-assed mm-hmm. idea where if you, if you ask a couple of questions, there's, uh, there's no answers and the door's shut there, which is I think what a lot of people have had from, from uh, their, their experience of um, religion and Christianity, especially in, in, um, in their lifetime. So I like to have these these. Yeah, these conversations. And as you bring up Jordan Peterson before, he's great for explaining it from uh, – say there's guys like Sam Harris in the world who – I'm not into Sam Harris's work at all, but the guy's way smarter than me. Too smart for me to ever argue with. So if he was to sit there Very and tell me – guy. Yeah, if he was yeah. to sit there and tell me his opinion on religion, I, I wouldn't have a leg to stand on to actually go back and forth with him. And then uh, yeah. he's got all of his followers who then use, uh, use that as their uh, – uh, Arsenal, I guess, to to then you know drop their zingers and yeah, things yeah. like that because Sam Harris said this, Sam Sam Harris said that. So then someone like Jordan Peterson can come in and go, well, you know, I'm just as smart as you are, Sam, and this, and I'm a Christian, and these are my opinions on on X, Y, and yeah. Z. So I think that's really important to have both sides of the scale. It's important to have your Sam Harris's. We're in a free thinking, forward thinking culture and country, you know, and 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 people this this day and age, mm-hmm. um, and that's fine. But we definitely need the other side of the coin. And it seemed like it was a bit quiet there for a while with all the shit going on to do with um you know people think of religion they think of catholic uh, priests they think of 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 pedophiles that seems to be a dead end for a lot of people yeah 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 it is i mean it's one of those you know i was having a joke with a guy this this week we were talking about it and he's you know near saying i see you know um and i think it was the the quip was okay there's some there's some children in the room don't worry i'm a pastor everyone's like picks up their kids and runs you know he's like <laughs> yeah. yeah, no comfort. Not yeah. comforted by that thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's awful. It's just, and to be a person who's devoted their life to actually wanting to care for the community and protect the community. Mm. Um, you know, we got, we got, I've got more police checks and working with children checks and yeah. you know background checks than most most people in churches do. Yeah. Um, but to have you tarred with that brush is a really challenging world to live in when you know. I think that I think as as far as being tarred with that brush, it definitely seems like, f- thankfully, that the buck seems to stop with the hierarchy of the Catholic and Anglican churches. Not you know, that, and there's great people in those organisations. Obviously, I'm not saying that a bunch of, but you know what I'm saying. It doesn't. If you say someone's a Baptist minister, people don't all automatically think uh, the same thing they think if you said Catholic priest. Yeah, they may be. I guess the the more more what it is is that seems to be people's dead end where they go. Oh yeah, religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catholic priest, bunch of kiddly fiddlers, and that was that's it. 
conversation closed, yeah. dead end booked. When it's like, okay, and that's the Catholic Church have brought that on themselves, mishandled nearly every single event that's come up and covered things up. And, and I mean, maybe it's not working having fully grown men sworn to a life of celibacy, um, you know, f- when they've obviously they're, they're people with, with, with um, you know, the same sexual of, desire. Y- yeah. Yeah, it's just not healthy. It was never healthy. It was never a good idea. And it's not um, any. It's not written anywhere. It actually, the opposite is written. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. That's crazy. It, it actually, you know, the the the, it, yeah, the the dude that wrote wrote the wrote those books that the Catholics love, um, whatever his name, Saint Paul. He said, "Just watch out. One day, people are going to come along. They're going to ban people from marriage. That's going to be bad when that happens." That's what it says in the Bible. Really. I don't know what I don't know which part that they looked over when they invented that institution of celibacy, but it says that it was pretty obvious from that point on things are going to be bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, look, it is it is funny to you know to go to to oh you know it's okay I'm religious. Yeah. <laughs> Glad yeah. you couldn't run. You know, so. <laughs> That and, and I think as well the marriage between some of the some of the the churches and the and and politics is people yeah. this day and age just had a gut full of all of that sort of thing. You know, I, I'm yeah. interested, as I said to you, about the concepts around God and the stories and teachings that are in that that are in the Bible. You know, and and people's. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, interpretations of it and, and the way they reflect on it. And there's some great, there's some great stuff in there, man. Like our general societal values are based off the Bible. That's what we've based them off certain, you know, parts of the Bible. That's what generally as our a, culture as a piece is based of literature, on. Yeah. As a piece of literature, if you don't know what's in it, you probably don't know a lot of things about your own culture. Yeah. Yep. And, 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 but, but they, 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 that whole thing where the marriage between um, religion and all those and, uh, and people look at it, things, uh, the institution has been corrupt and things like that, it, 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 it gets in the way of people looking further into it and going, oh, there's some interesting stuff here, man, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and just go down that, that pathway. And then you see a lot of people are coming back to their own version of religion and, and just looking at, uh, they just want to call it a higher power and things like that. But I think that that return for people's, inquisitive nature to at least start looking back into the concept of high powers and things like that. It's a good start, you know, because it definitely yeah. culturally, to me at least, seemed like there was a dead spot and a flat spot where it was just yeah, like, look, no, we're really past really that. Really we're past that. Science is where it's at now and I think that that door is... is, is Sam uh, Harris. Sam Harris was what they call one of the four horsemen of the atheist apocalypse. Yeah. And the four horsemen rode out in the late 90s and so it was Dawkins, Harris... Dennett and um, uh, Hitchens. Yeah. Um, they're amazing guys, very clever guys. What you don't know, and most, most, most people in popular culture are familiar with Sam Harris, maybe even Richard Dawkins, um, not so much Hitchens, although he was pretty huge, and Dennett. Dennett's an Australian philosopher. He's an amazing uh, philosopher of the mind, atheist. What they don't know is there's actually counterparts. One of them actually just passed away last week. Um, Ravi Zacharias, who's actually an amazing guy, um, yeah. right up there on the calibre with um, uh, with Jordan Peterson, yeah, easily. Um, he just was a weird sort of guy. So people didn't know about him. Yeah. Um, but you you can you can Google Sam Harris and Ravi Zacharias. You'll get some. You'll get you'll see some mud slinging. You know, shotgun and action debate. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Even even paced debate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, 
raiding spirit of culture, particularly out of the late 90s through to, through to like 2010, 2015, is, is religion, particularly the Christian religion, dead, man. Done. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all moving on. We've become yeah. scientists. Yeah, yeah. It's only in the last sort of five years that there's been a bit of a, actually, we're not really so sure about that. Yeah, yeah. And do you know, actually, what I believe um, in, a, in some part actually has to do uh, not necessarily with people going back to religion but opening their minds up again is uh, quite crazy. Is it's, it's a lot of people are going back into um, experimenting with psychedelic drugs it's, it's medicinal in, yep. in a lot of places now. People are doing all sorts of different uh, um, applications of it. And what it does is it opens their minds up and they go, well, there's no way that there's nothing out there. That's definitely one thing a lot of people get from those experiences. And be it, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea. I 100% understand that. But it's definitely those experiences for a lot of people are eye-opening and people are going, man, there's something else out there. I felt it. I saw it. I, my, I, my mind opened. Those blinders were all pulled down. Mm. And you know that's 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 another movement that's going that's going on at the moment as well. This free thinking mm-hmm. kind of kind of things coming yeah. back in, you know. And yeah, I just yeah. love it. I love people thinking about things. I love people being open, and I love the freedom of information we've got with the with the technological age that we're in right now. Craziest, craziest age to be alive. How fast things move now. Things move as fast right. in a decade as they used to in a hundred years. You know, so it's just a crazy mm-hmm. time to be alive. And I always harp on about this that. We were alive during the creation of the internet and computers. Computers were a bit before our time, but the internet, we were alive when they, when they created this damn thing. How cool yeah. is that? that we're, our lifetime is in the history books yeah. forever. Oh, mate, we, we saw computers go from, uh, go from these, you know, 12 kilos sitting on a desk to, you know, 200 grams in your hand. Yeah. You know? It's probably only that big because it's something you can use with your, with your fingers. Yeah, they can be smaller. Yeah, they're just not convenient. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I, I've had it's a, amazing. I've had a really good chat, man. I'm looking at the time. We've busted yeah. probably the hour mark here. Um, no You're running premium. you got Zoom premium. I only, I'm always get kicked off at 45 minutes. Oh, I, don't, I don't have premium. I don't know why I haven't been kicked off yet. I was wondering about that because uh, the first time I recorded, I went over the 40 minutes and I thought I was going to get booted, but I, but I don't, so... Yeah, right, yeah. Maybe they like uh, you. There's a loophole. Yeah. I mean, there's a loophole. Like you keep talking about Zoom and maybe you'd like advertising or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drop some advertising bombs in there. Yeah. And is there anything you wanted to add to, to this uh, at this stage? Or? Oh, look, man, it's just, just great to see you, man. Just good to chat. Yeah, I'm just good um, to see you. And I'm, yeah. always, I'm always open for these, man. I really feel like you gave me some great answers and even though – I. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen back to this later, and it's already annoyed me hearing myself bumbling around, not being able to hit my points because uh, I, I didn't have my. It's all good, man. But you, but you knew good. what I was talking about, and I think you gave some good answers. So I really appreciate your time, man. It's been a great chat, and, and maybe um, sometime in the future yeah. we'll be able to um, sit down and have an actual beer with you in face to face. But this right. is good. It's better awesome. than nothing, this, isn't it? The Zoom. I've done a couple yeah. of Eli now, yeah. and it's pretty good, man. It's cool. I've, I've, I've had a look at the uh, had a look at them on YouTube, man. They they, they process well, which is yeah, good. right. Because I, I, I resisted. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I resisted going this platform because I was a bit. Oh, I don't know. I, I thought the thought of it, FaceTime and and lag and all that, seemed a bit weird to me. Oh, it's not going to come off well. But I tried it out, and I thought, yeah, it is. It, it comes off pretty good. You get a little bit of lag, I think, at the beginning of the conversations, and you get each other's timing. 
with that lag and you adjust and it, and it kind of kicks into gear and yeah, it's, yeah. it's better than not, than not saying, and, and you know, I've been able to now branch out and do podcasts with people who, who I don't live near, which is cool. So yeah. uh, I've enjoyed awesome. having you back on, man. And uh, um, you yeah. have to shoot me, shoot me some song requ- requests for the intro and I'll, um, oh. have this one. Yeah, we, need, we need song requests. Don't we? All right. I'll think about something. I'll text you something. Yeah. Too easy, man. Thanks. Thanks for your time, bro. No worries, man. Speak to you later, dude. Catch you, mate. Thank you. Help.